Welcome into Baltimore Sports today for Tuesday, June 19th, 2018. This is episode 429. I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Joined as always by my good pal, Jabby Burns. How are you today, Jab? I mean, Zach, I'm so excited. A bunch of things that we got going on here, right? So you got 19. You mentioned 19 because I think you said June 19th. Is that what you said? June 19th. All right. So I'm a big fan of Tony Gwynn, as I always go to. And uh, big ups to Tony and his family. Uh, Father's Day a couple days ago. But just 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 give it a prop out to our guy. 19. Then you said 429 on the podcast. 429. Four favorite number, number 29, makes me really think about Eric Dickerson, former running back for the Los Angeles slash L.A. slash St. Louis slash Anaheim slash whatever they have become. Rams with the uh, neck brace going around his neck there. Oh, yeah. 29, that makes me think about uh, him. And, and you know, we're not football guys by any stretch of the imagination. We're baseball guys, but makes me think about that. And just happy Father's Day to all the guys out there. Mr. Wiltz. I know it's a little bit late, but uh, big ups to you, my friend. Uh, big ups to all the fathers out and there. To that you, to Jabby Burns. Myself, Chris Robinson, big, big uh, uh, supporter of the program, and all the guys out there that listen. Even Jake. I'll even give Jake English <laughs> and Scott those mother grabbers over there at Bird's Eye View. There's your, there's your shout out at 4:29 for us. Uh, big shout out to all those guys. Father's Day, we're a little late, but uh, there was so much going on, and the Orioles have been playing so great, Zach. Why not do a podcast all the time? I think the Orioles had 19 wins the last time we talked, and uh, and they just picked up win number 20. Yeah, they did. Uh, so we'll we'll talk they about own, that. They own Mother's Day and Father's Day at home. Exactly. What else has gone on? Uh, let's see. The the Washington Capitals are the Stanley ah! Cup champions. That was a thing that happened. Oh, that was exciting. How exciting though was that? Let, let, let's go back in the time machine. You love the DeLorean. Let's get back in there real quick there and jump back to that because we haven't even – you and I haven't chatted actually since then, and that's still a euphoria that's still going on in this household. Oh, man. Yeah. Father's Day, I got a jersey. Um, nice. What jersey? Scopey's, I will say this. It's funny. It's interesting you say that because I, you know, I threw it out there. Um, it was a jersey that I would think – made me feel more proud than ever if, that I've teach my, taught my kids the right way. Yeah. There's a thing where we do this, it, it, we play in our in our baseball, is we have a jersey. I hate not, I hate names on the back. I hate. I, I just hate that. I just hate get the name on the back. I hate personalized, bad, call me the old guy again, whatever it is. I just like playing for the number on the front. I just like playing for the, 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 the inscription on the front of a jersey. And Jackson understood that I did that and got me a jersey. Caps, legit fan. Of, by the way, how great is Fanatics doing right now, Zach? With the with the old, um, you know, hats, everything. They've done such a fantastic job of the authentic, making the authentic part. I got a jersey with not one name on the back because guess what? I don't play for the Caps. <laughs> it says Capitals on the front. It's a red, and I love the stitching. I love everything about it. On the back, it's just got the legit. You know, stuff on the back with no name because Zach, I didn't play on that team. All I could tell you is that that was a ride. I tried to tell Jackson to understand him. 
just get, understand this doesn't happen all the time, especially so, for teams that we root for. So did you get a blank? A blank? Uh, blank. On Nothing back? on the back. All Nothing. right. So I got to tell you that that's a big thing. That that's a that's a Marty Wilt. That's my one of my dad's things. He he always wants a jersey that's yes. uh, that's, that's blank on the back. So he will. Yes. I'm sure he's listening, and I'm sure yes. he is appreciating yes. your your take on the uh, oh, on the cap. I didn't. Jersey. No, that's not even my take. Jackson actually said. Dad, from the last thing, I sent an email to all the parents, and he read them. And like some kid asked us on our, our travel team, he said, "Why don't we have um, our names on the back?" And I wrote, and I actually wrote, said back to him, and I verbatim, "We play for the name on the front," and yes. that was my big thing. And Jackson kind of heard that, and it was going to get me TJ Oshi. He said, Ooh, "I wanted to that would have been TJ a good one," Oshie, which I love. I love the way he plays. I yep. love everything about that kid. He just he can throw beers through his jersey into his <laughs> mouth. That. And I want that bobblehead. Plus, I'm sure. Oh, that bobblehead's awesome. Yeah. Plus, I'm sure you saw his uh, his interview talking about his dad after winning the cup, which I still then am misty eyed hearing. Crushes my soul. The whole thing crushed my soul. And I will say this: both of us, you and I, are huge. I would consider us huge Cavs fans, but not guys that made it about either one of us we both enjoyed it we had our side texts had some side texts with your dad stuff like that but listen there's people out there that are way bigger fans than oh, i've yeah. ever hoped to be, but i enjoyed that like i'm telling you it was unbelievable and i can't imagine if the black and orange got it together in 15 years and somehow got down pratt street oh man i know oh. I, I didn't go to the parade. If you're asking, no, I didn't go to the parade. I'm not big on that kind of thing. And it wasn't one of those things where it's about me or anything. I just I just hate huge crowds. Oh, my and gosh. Drive, my and my and dad and sister went to the parade, and uh, and I got I got a text when I woke up that morning that they were already in D.C., had already gotten their spot. I think it was like 7 o'clock in the morning they were texting me. Yeah. They, were, they had their spot. I was like, man, it's going to be a fun day. I'm really jealous. You would go. You would 100. Oh yeah, Yeah, I I 100 percent would have gone. But by the end of it, those two were were beat. It was one of those things. They were both like really glad we did it. It was exhausting, (laughs) like totally exhausting. So uh, went out without went without a hitch. Honestly, for something like that, like two that seemed pretty awesome. I really wish the Caps would have enjoyed the championship, though, Zach. The players. I really (laughs) wish that they would have been able to go out there and celebrate a little bit. You know. It was so great. Uh, I mean, Don Tito. Everything and they've done. Social media. It's been amazing. For me, it's fun. Yeah. It's been incredible. It's been yeah. awesome. I, I can't get enough of it. You Every now and then, you'd see somebody say something negative. But for the most part, everybody was like, hey, man, you do you. You deserve yeah. it. Swim in that fountain. Drink that beer through that jersey. Uh, <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, every, you know, I, I think... Uh, up until today, I've been I, I've loved everything that uh, that that they've done. Um, you know, with, with how they they celebrated. I saw uh, some season ticket holders have gotten the chance to go and and yes. you know touch the cup and take a picture with the cup, which is just so awesome. Just and go then, to Ovi's house. Just find a bar that's really popular in DC. You would have probably been oh, able to hug 100%, the cup. Hundred percent. You would have ran right into so him. So many. Yes. And you're saying that the I, I see where you're going here, Zach. And I, I listened bury the lead a little bit, but I see where you're going here, saying that uh, good, good, good. We're already hitting in the off season. Is that what you're trying to tell me? We are. Yeah. Today was like the first. Uh, I guess yesterday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, was was the first kind of reality check that um, that that the season's over, and that's the with the news of of Barry Trotz stepping down as the Capitals head coach. So 
what was your when when that came across wherever you saw it, wow. Twitter, whether you got that notification on your phone, what wherever you were, uh, what was your take? What did you what did you think of hearing the news that the trots won't be back next year? I'm such a rube. When I saw that, I saw because it comes across your phone like all the updates that you get. I got that. That's the only way I got it. So I wasn't on Twitter. I was sweating my ass off at Coppermine in a hundred degree weather. You know, little shout out for Coppermine, but just just sweating my ass off on in some field, and it came across. And I honestly, Zach, I saw resigns. You know what I mean? So resigns and resigns oh, yeah. a little right. bit. So I was like. Whoa, why would they say he resigns? Because it would be a contract next to it, whatever. So, of course, you know, you swipe right in the good way, not the swipe right that, like, the kids are doing nowadays, Zach. I'm saying swipe right. And all of a sudden, it was like he resigns. And then I read the thing, and I was like, okay, you know what? There's a guy there that the general manager for the Caps, and listen, I'm not going to pretend some puckhead I know, but I just know they hired a guy last year before this whole thing even started, Jeff Reardon, who is – the whole quote unquote hair apparent to when Trotz doesn't win the Stanley Cup. Here's the little thing. He, he pulled a Flacco and won the flicking Stanley <laughs> Cup, basically. Yeah. And he put his, you know, put his contract on the table. And my guess is Leon's has said, eh. Yeah. And then that's kind of, I mean, my opinion, right? Isn't that kind of what the kind of. Basically, that, it sounds like, like the, 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 you know, the way the story kind of unfolded, we got the news that the Trotz uh, was not going to be returning. Um, you know, Brian McClellan did a, a, a press conference later on in the day, um, kind of talked about, uh, you know, said that the, a, a five-year term was a sticking point for Trotz. Basically, <laughs> I think Trotz went in and said, I, I want to be paid. Uh, Do you think you know? he brought the cup in? Do you think Ovi even <laughs> actually let it up and said, listen, Trotz, I'll let you take this in. I don't think he had to, minutes. man. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think to. there's been some really foul things that's happened to the, the Stanley, and I'm wondering <laughs> if they gave it to Trotz and he went in there and it stunk. No, I'm with you. That's exactly what happened. He went in there and said, "Listen, all right, I won the cup. I mean, he pulled a Flacco. What, what, you know, he Flacco did to Bashadi. And listen, maybe it's the right. If you're a Ravens fan, you're probably thinking, God damn, I wish he wouldn't have won this. You know what I mean? Like, maybe <laughs> no, I don't have that situation. Worth or whatever. It. But. You know, you have a guy. I kind of think, you know what? I'm giving the club to trots to go in there and say, yeah, I won Stanley Cup. And guess what? You're not saying no? Okay, I'm going to probably get some dough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's a guy who's willing to sit out a year and, and sign a long-term deal next year if possible. I, I think that's that's uh, a complete mm-hmm. possibility yep. for uh, for Barry Trotz. Um, oh, how and, great and I think the Caps... sit on as a Stanley Cup winner as a coach slash commentator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it. I think the Caps are are kind of, um, you know, they've been known for not paying top dollar for coaches. I don't think they value uh, coaches, you know, really highly. It's been a lot of turnover there, you know. Uh, over, like a DC tradition. It kind of gets paid. DC, I mean, Dave Martinez. Is the I think manager. McClellan wanted to hire his own guy. I think that was a big part of it. The other thing mm-hmm. is, I think a lot of people forget, you know, if the Caps got bounced in the second round again this year. I mean, Trotz would have been fired for sure, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. I actually think if he lost fired. to Tampa in Game Seven, he's still out. Yeah, I, oh, I think so too. I think so too, and I, and I think he knew that. And you know, um, I, overall, I I don't know. I, I got a text from my dad today. It was like this reminds me of um, of the when Davy Johnson resigned after '97 season. Uh, you know, 
Yeah. Um, which uh, I, I hope that we don't, that history doesn't repeat itself in, in that regard. It, you know, I, I don't necessarily, you know, I think the Caps are in a different spot than, than the Orioles were in, in 97. At least I hope yeah. so. Um, yeah. I, don't think I like that you were alive in 97. That's the part that I love. That, that's the, that's the thing. I was alive and well in 97. Yeah. You and say, I was going to say, absolutely. Oh, and that was a good squad, obviously. And I mean, when that you, was when like you get the back last to... good squad before they oh. went on the run in 2012, you know? So Benitez in 98, right? Was that when it was a bit, when it went bad in 98? It, that's when it all started to go bad. Yeah. Yes. After, after Davy left. So, all right. I don't so think is it that's con- going to be the case with the Capitals, no. but you know, I, I I get the comparison. I think that uh, you know you, you got a GM who wants to make his own hire. You got Trotz who kind of saw the writing on the wall and kind of kind of really didn't have anything to lose, um, you know, by demanding so much. And and the Caps are in a a different place, right? I mean, they they won uh, this year with a lot of veteran guys, a lot of guys that uh, that you know have been stepping up in the postseason and everything just kind of gelled for them this year. But they also have a lot of young talent that I think might need a different coach. And that's always kind of been the knock on Trotz is is his ability to kind of manage those younger guys. So I think kind of moving forward, at least I'm I'm trying to look at it as a as a glass half full thing. Um, you know, I'm so grateful that he was the guy. I really think highly of yes. the man Barry Trotz. If yep. you know anything about him personally. Um, really glad he was the guy to uh, to hoist the cup in Washington, and and I'm going to be you know optimistic about the future moving forward. So, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought his background up too, because we have a guy in town that right now is presently as we as we speak at least, because I can say presently as we speak is the manager of the Baltimore Orioles, and Indeed. I feel like they chew the same dirt in a lot of ways. I, I'm not saying you know baseball and hockey are a little bit different, but I think they both have the same values. And before we get to him. I'm going to say this about the Caps. I think the Caps have learned that you don't have to be the one seed and raise a banner in for the President's Cup, right? You, you could win instead of doing that, realizing that just be hot at the right time. Yep. Do the things at the right time. Now that you have one, see, I feel like they always were grinding so hard to get that one seed because of the home field. I mean, I'm telling you home ice advantage is butt overrated in hockey. In my opinion, I think it's crazy. I mean, it's great to have it. If you can get it just because you're home and all that stuff. Hockey's so dicey. It's oh, yeah. so dicey that, yep. I mean, you go wherever and the caps fan travels so fantastically to be able to go to listen. I'd love to go to Vegas. You do. I do. Everybody loves to go to Vegas. That's an easy trip. Columbus, <laughs> not that easy. Even Tamper. And listen, you down there, Tamper's fine. I would go there because it's easy, even this close. But if Tampa was it, as opposed to, let's just say they were playing Phoenix, right? It's a little different. Phoenix is nice as well, but you're not flying to Phoenix for the cup. The Caps fans posted. And that was the thing. You rocked the red. I'm not big on the O. I'm not big on the night. I'm not big on all the things you do during the national anthem, but it was freaking awesome to have two teams that were really into it. And I'm going to say this, Vegas. Fantastic run. Enough of a medieval times. Let's just play hockey (laughs) like we do out here on this side, and we just drop the puck at the time that's appointed at 8.05. That would be my, my, my thought on that. Now, yeah. back to the managers, back to the people there head. And listen, Barry Trotz, good for you. You know, thank you. I, I, thank could, you, I, I was going to say, I mean, you're always you're in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you have the only cup that the Caps have ever had. So mm-hmm. no matter what, you've got it. You and OV can share it. Yep. Now, before we go any crazy, because I know that a lot of us listen 
they most of the people that listen to Zach are probably thinking, "What the fuck? You can talk about the Orioles?" Yeah. But yes, yeah. we understand the Orioles have won on mom, uh, Mom's Day and Pop's Day at home. We got it. We get it. We know what's going on. We understand Chris Davis is benched. We understand that Buck Showalter is 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 the hot of a seat that I could ever imagine even beginning this podcast that I've done with Scott with with Zach. Will Buck Showalter? I'm going to ask you this question because you know better than me, Zach. Will Buck Showalter make it? to his snow globe night. Uh, honestly, I think so. I I I have never you know, since I've been following the Orioles been so confused about what's going on with with the club before. You mean just have a plan? Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, how can you be a team that's 20 and 50, which is what the Orioles are? 20 Let that sink in there. Let that sink in real quick. 50. Yeah. 30 games below 500 and you know, really, in a lot of ways, Jab, are just going out there every day and just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And, and I know That's you can sanity. say, oh, Somebody the lineup's changed yes. and, and Chris Davis has changed, but how can you be a team that's 20 and 50 and you haven't, you know, fired a bench coach or a hitting coach or a manager or a GM or, or anybody just to just to send a wake-up call to the team. I mean, how many teams, I'd love to know, you know, I'd love to, to dig into the stats and know a team that went 30 games below 500 halfway through June that had their entire coaching staff and front office still intact. I, I, would, I would love to, I don't think I'll it wait. exists. Does it yeah, exist? I'll- We'll wait for is that tweet, possible? We'll and I'm not tweet. saying that that's the right move. I'm not saying that that that's you know the direction that they that they should head in. But what I'm saying is it doesn't happen in baseball. Like what, when when you basically you know what ownership is saying is that that's acceptable. You know that that that's acceptable. That it hasn't cost anybody anything. And that's a little bit you know that it makes me scratch my head and then you couple that with the fact that apparently the Orioles have been talking to Ned Coletti about about being their new general manager while they still have a general manager in town right I mean they but, do. but apparently Brady? They're, like they're Who's interviewing the manager? A, a Brady? GM, and I just I don't like I honestly don't have a clue what's going on like I really I don't know a plan I don't see uh just any kind of cohesive strategy going on with that team. I, I, I'm at a loss. Help me. Please help me. Is there? Do you have any kind of insight, any sort of way to make me see see this picture a little bit clearer? Hi, Zach. I'm Josh. <laughs> um, here's, here's my thing. I love the fact that you're like – you're emotional. And that's – I was like kind of sitting back and usually I just stumble and jump over all your things – that you say, I, I'm, you're emotional. You're right. We have no plan. And that's two things that I've learned from you from doing this podcast. You need starting pitching and you need a plan. Those are two things that I've learned from Zach Wilt, <laughs> by the way. And I met this guy when he was like 12. Well, however long, Zach, have a plan, starting pitching. And guess what? We don't have either one. And I know. I get it. I like Goss. I like Bundy. I'm kind of okay with some of the things that I've seen. The problem is the lineup is so dreadful. The defensive team you put out there is so dreadful. Danny Valencia plays way too much. I just you start going through that whole deal. The motions shouldn't start this early, Zach. You said there were 70 games in. Were we 20 and 50? 
Is that what the twenty and fifty? I mean, that's a great think about that. Let that sink in. Twenty and fifty. Oh, um, I have no idea what's going to actually happen, Zach. Honestly, I would love to tell you I have I have a great idea. This crystal clear. I have no idea. The Coletti stuff is legit. I do think that the uh, ownership is, in my opinion, led by Lou. And I think Mr. Um, Mr. Angelos is kind of in a situation where I don't think that he's making a lot of the calls. I do think Lou is. I think John is still on the other side of it with Masson. I think that the biggest problem is they don't know what they're doing with personnel scouting who's running guys why is you know like, Caleb Joseph why is Caleb Joseph's brother how terrifying is it that we went through the draft and and you know they they haven't made that decision we're we're nope. I mean we are rapidly approaching the trade deadline and you know you're gonna let those decisions be made by by who Nobody knows that's the problem. That's where they're at right now. They have really have no idea who's going to make those decisions. And I will say this, as close as I am to, to certain people in that organization, no one knows. That's the problem. Like, no one, even from that, from the people that, you know, if you listen to this podcast who I'm close with, they have no idea who's making the decision. That's the scary part. That's the part that I'm a little bit worried about is that at least have an idea, Right. So if you're going to fire Buck after the Snow Globe Day, go ahead and do that before because he would rather jump in the icy polar – he'd rather do the polar plunge than have a snow globe after him. I could promise you he doesn't care about the stupid you know, thing. I get it. If you're trying to hold on until then, that's fine. He's a Hall of Fame manager that doesn't give a rip about a stupid snow he's gonna get it okay and here's here, here's my thing i'm not saying he's getting fired zach by any stretch of imagination this is the closest i've ever come to talking about it but i do think that's in play i'll say this he's not done managing i don't think he's done being a part of an organization and and the first spot that i thought of and i get it gabe kapler is whatever he's doing but how quickly could buck jump into that role if they just feel like andy mcphail's like oh well, buck's available Think about him taking over Philly for two as a two under a two year deal, quick window to win. If you think that that with with the prospects that they have, the scouts that he knows, everything that would be something that would be interesting to me if I was Buck. If things went south, I actually have a feeling he's going to hold on. If Coletti's in play, if Coletti is legitimately in play, because I know Duquette isn't. If Coletti's legitimately in play as a general manager. And if Brady's legitimately in play, because Brady, I guess, has got more juice than anybody freaking outside of Minute Maid here to just take over as vice president, Buck will stay. That that would be something that I would be willing to say, because I don't think Coletti would come in here and really just completely change it, knowing that he has Buck here, because I think that they have some ties. I think Buck would stay on as a manager two years, and they go somewhere from there. I think this is something that if Buck hasn't been fired by now, Zach, this is just a total, total opinion. And he can be fired tomorrow morning when this podcast comes out. I think Buck will hold on till the end of the year. I think the Angels have enough respect with him at this point. So let's talk about just focus on the Coletti thing real quick because that, mm-hmm. I mean, w- was just another thing that just totally threw me for a loop. So, yeah. yes. First of all, why Ned Coletti? I mean, what 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 makes the Orioles think that a guy 
who was in charge of a team that had the highest payroll in baseball is going to be a, a good fit for a, yep. a rebuild in Baltimore. And second are of all, re- if the Orioles are interviewing GMs, why are they holding on to theirs, who I think everybody thought they were going to get rid of? <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about Dan Duquette leaving for years at this point. Yes, since 2014, really, if you think yeah. about it. I mean, I mean, he could have been gone with Havaldo to Toronto. Um, I honestly think it just comes down to the Angelos having a tough time paying somebody to not work. It always goes back to that. I mean, it's hard to say that, but that's basically the reason why Dan's still there. I will tell you this. Dan had something to do with the first pick in the draft this year. Other than that, the scouts did most of the drafting this year. And if you say scouts or whatever, or whoever, who's ever, whoever is involved, whatever you say, I just know Dan had high influence on the guy who was overdrafted for the Orioles again. After that, you know, it was pretty much done by other people within the organization. I just think that Dan is so far checked out. It really doesn't matter. Think about it. If you were the general manager and there was a legit conversation about somebody else coming in to take your job and your job is in your, in your responses. Well, I think that's unfactually true. (laughs) That's what you said. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why I this just, team is so confusing to me. I don't. Right. Everybody. But I'm with you. It's everything, though. And I'm not saying that no one is above board. I think it's everybody. My thing is, I think Buck will hold on. I do yeah. think that he holds on. And I, and I think that. In and the I, I kind of thought, I mean, I kind of thought that he'd move. But how into bad a, can they be? How into bad a front can office be? role. Didn't you think he'd move into a front office role? And, and then this Coletti stuff came out, and you're like, oh, wait, what? They're looking for a. Replacement for Dan? That's not Buck? What? I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think that's something that, again, I think it's one of those things where they kind of threw a lot of stuff out there. Do you think Coletti's coming? I mean, you know what they're paying guys in that front office. Do you really think Coletti's coming here for that? And why would you want this? Honestly, I hope not. not, Go ahead, look at this. If you're Coletti, go ahead and look at the roster. I think Coletti would be a a terrible fit here. No, I'm with you. I'm with you, but if you're Coletti and his ego, you look at this roster and you're like, (laughs) I can get better. Yeah. Right? So hopefully he gets better somewhere else. I'm totally with you, Zach. I think he's butt overrated. I think that he was garnered a lot of different picks because there was cash. There was a lot of different things. It was a lot easier for him to make mistakes and not people to mask it, right? I, I want to – I don't know. I just feel like, as you keep saying, have a plan. Just a plan. Yeah. One plan. Like the Caps, they had a plan. Took forty-four years. We got a plan, though, Zach. And the Caps, the oh, Caps' yeah. plan was Ovechkin saying, "We're not going to be suck this year." <laughs> and you know what? That they stuck with it. They weren't suck that year. We're not going to suck this year. <laughs> and and they won. I think he threw an adjective in front of that. He said, "We're, we're gonna not going to be here. suck this year." Is what he said. <laughs> yeah. And then yes, he did throw another adjective at that. Yes. Uh, I just wish he would like "We Are the Champions" song. I just once in a while he would play that once in a while at home, right? <laughs> when his charcoal girl's growing, I want to go to Ovi's house. Would you not want to hang out with Ovi? Oh I think gosh. Ovi and Adam Jones throw a party, and I would be so that'd fired be, up. That'd be a killer party. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good at Cal Ripken's oh. house. <laughs> it's well, actually, Adam could host that now because uh-huh. he owns Cal Ripken's house. Yep. 
Yep. Will he change it from Ryan's field to one of his son's name field? Or do you think it's just going to go into Ryan's field? I don't field? know. That's good. That's and a... where does that rock go? Because I've been on that property, and it, there's a, you drive up that property there on Tufton Road, and it, you see it, 2131. Who takes that rock? Does Cal take that? And when Cal takes that rock, Zach, what does he do with it? Where do you <laughs> put that? Harbor East. Where are you going to put that? Like in the living room somewhere? You know what I mean? Like what do you do with that? It's a big rock. Is that where Cal's at now? He's at Harbor East? I think so. That's what the kids that's, are telling me. That's where they're all going. That's where you're going. <laughs> that's where Zach comes back, by the way. When Zach comes back too, because this is gonna take off and we're gonna be like Joe Grogan. We're gonna we're gonna you're gonna be over there at Harbor East too. I don't you know, and Rebecca man. nine kids. City's not really my that's not really my style. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Riot's got you out here. How dare you? Like the uh like the beach, you know? I know, that's weird. I like the beach too. Oh, Buffalo Wild Wings down there. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, right, what, so are the Orioles going to finish? I mean, uh, they're headed towards a, a hundred loss season. Are they? Are they going to finish? Is this going to be like the worst year in Orioles history? I mean, at some point, are they going to reel off like you know every bad team a, still a, wins? A, like I was going to say, is there a bottom? A is is that like is that going to happen? Well, here, here's the deal. So Cobb, Kashner, Goss, and Bundy are still going to throw. Probably two hundred innings, right? Yeah. In the end, in the end, those are legitimate. Those so guys, there's gonna be, the, look, the, that, the rotation that's a has decent been rotation. Good. As crazy as that sounds, that's a decent rotation. They can't score any freaking runs. It's something that people kind of are sleeping on. We always just beat up the pitching, but think about it. Let's just say that they botch it and they don't move Britain, they don't move O'Day, they don't move all these guys. Given like, that's a pretty decent like. Pitching wise, in the second half, the Orioles might be a good play to play. <laughs> like, I understand the offense is going to be awful, but the pitching can't be worse than other teams' pitching. As crazy as that sounds, yeah. right? Like in the division, in the division, it might be dicey because I mean, New York's going to be there, Boston's going to be there. You know, Tampa throws a reliever, 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 and they they figure something out, but. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I just feel like the Orioles are going to kind of hang around a little bit. 20 wins at this point. In... <laughs> what do you mean hang around? <laughs> Will they lose 120 games? No. If you want to give me 120 games as their barometer, I'll take the under. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I... it's crazy to think that, right? Think about that. Think Given the pace that they're on. Yeah. But, but I, I feel the same be. way. Will I they don't trade? Know. I want a date when they're going to trade Machado. Yeah, that's what I want too. I know. What I do feel you like think? I feel like the longer time goes, the the uh, the the more I'm going to dislike what they get back. You know. See, that's the thing. You got to get over what they get back now. At this point, they should have got it back in last year, right. like two years. So now you have to think about whatever you get back. Is you hope that person's silly? All right, because really, at this point, here's here's my last question for you. All right. This is what I've been thinking about all day. Given how they're both playing right now, does Manny Machado make more in the offseason than Bryce Harper? Yes. I think so, too. And I thought that from the beginning, but I was always a guy that supposedly... My thing is Machado isn't marketable like Harper is. But he plays a more premium position, and he's playing... Uh, I mean, he's one of the best players in baseball right now, and and Harper is headed in the opposite direction. 
Well, ask any dumb New Yorker or Boston or Chicago fan. And no offense to those fans that listen. Love you. <laughs> who would you who would you rather have? Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, yeah. you have you have Harper in your outfield. If you're in New York, you already have two Harpers in your outfield. Judge and Stanton are Harpers, in my in my opinion. Harper's hitting 219 right now. Looks lost. Doesn't care. He's not as much as I don't like Manny's attitude. Harper makes Manny look like Matt Carpenter. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, I, I mean, Harper could care less. He wore a Vegas freaking sweater <laughs> listen i understand you root for vegas just go to the game and let no one know you're there i don't know his his whole demeanor i've never been a big fan and listen you know how i feel about manny and it's just maybe the whole the age thing or whatever and maybe manny would have wore a miami i didn't love the whole man listen give me Ma- just take they're both douches this is my thing they're both douches give me manny and I, you know how I feel about Manny. When I'm going to root against Manny like a mug when he's on another team. <laughs> but yeah. would if I'm a baseball coach, give me Manny. Yeah. Manny does more, does more for me than Harper does. Yeah. I'm with you. And I, I think, said that from the beginning. And I, I think he gets paid higher. Aside all the other things, Manny, I don't know. Harp's done nothing to me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't want either one of them. You leave me out me as a baseball coach i don't want either one of them if i have to pick between the two and i want to win i'm going to take manny i'm with you i'm with you and i think he gets paid higher this in the end i want ov and tom wilson those are the two guys that and tj oshi oh yeah i can't tell you what i would do to tj oshi in front of people all right listen zach i love this this is so great I hope we do this again in a couple months, <laughs> but let's do it less than that. And let everybody know what's good. going on because you got a lot going on over there on BSR. Uh, yeah, we well, first of all, we got a lot of great content uh, hitting the site every day. So I hope you're checking that out. Um, and if you're not, you can get it in your email, which uh, we also love. So you can sign up for uh, BSR Daily Feature uh, to Hit your email every weekday morning at 9 a.m. So if you head on over to BaltimoreSportsReport.com, you can sign up and receive it that way. So that's really cool. Um, lots of good. Uh, we, we Connor was cranking out some Caps content, which is awesome. We have a lot of good Orioles content. Going to switch gears and talk some football as that, uh, as that nears. So, um, yeah, be sure to check that out. I'm still writing my weekly piece for Masson uh, every Friday. So you can check that out as well. So Yes. And you All should that read that. Stuff. Zach's pretty good. Other than then spending time with me occasionally, he's really, really good on. I wish uh, I wish I had some more positive stuff to talk about. It's it's usually the like, Caps won the Stanley Cup. This well, I mean, for Masson, uh, my Masson pieces are like, look how historically bad the Orioles are right now. Um, you do a really good yeah. job of putting lipstick on a pig. I've said <laughs> that for years, Zach. And you do a really good job. You and Eddie Matz are the king of being able to put lipstick on a pig. And I love me some Eddie Matz. Yeah. His son, by the way, took us out in our semifinal game um, uh, in rack too, or in uh, travel baseball too. Eddie and I are uh, chewing a lot of the same dirt when it comes to baseball. I see Eddie occasionally. He nice. actually knows who I am. That makes me feel pretty good. Um, but uh, the, the the Wellwood Warriors could give some props out to the Wellwood Warriors. They're, they're doing some work over there, and um, 
base, I'm telling you, youth baseball. I know people think that it's all across here in the 410. Zach, baseball, we're, we're making baseball great again. <laughs> right out here. I'm telling you. I love it. Fantastic. Uh, all right, Jabby Burns. Well, this is fun. It's always good talking to you, my friend. It's always great talking to you, too, my friend. For Jab, I'm Zach. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. We hope to talk to you again real soon. <laughs>